Hey, Joe, do you remember growing up how our parents would basically try to prevent us as much as they could from pretty much watching any cartoon that wasn't during like Nick Jr. time? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty adamant that like if it was like on after like 3.30 in the afternoon that we probably shouldn't be watching it because it wasn't meant for us. And really, that's not fair. It's terrible (laughs) because there are a lot of great cartoons out there. Um, Most notably, one that I really enjoyed after I got to go to like uh, a friend's house whose parents Mm. did not care what he watched. Uh, And this cartoon was all about two characters watching music videos. And around that, they would have a few little misadventures here and there in high school uh, trying to get laid and other things. Yes, Good old mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, who could forget those two idiots, right? Working <sighs> at, uh, I think it was like a Burger World. It was literally the McDonald's <laughs> like logo, but flipped upside down. Yep, yep. I mean, it, dude, the early 90s were kind of a golden age of cartoons that children should absolutely not be watching. Mm-hmm. Which I think we're going to have to do like a whole like full episode on like cartoons that we were not supposed to be watching that we were definitely watching uh, oh, when dude, we were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But but today, uh, to get us prepped for our larger episode about idiocracy, we're going to focus on uh, the works of Mike Judge, because he supplied yeah. us with a good chunk of those cartoons uh, in yes. the early 90s and late 90s. And, did like, and one of them even got, got not, a, not a reboot, but got revived, uh, King yeah. of the Hill, but got brought back from the dead. Although like of, of his cartoons, King of the Hill was probably the most appropriate for, different, for multiple ages. Well, Beavis and Butthead also was revived two oh. different times, oh, 2011 no and then 2021. Oh, yeah. I, I missed both of those. I guess it's yeah. still, did, did it already get canceled in 2021? No, no, it's still, it's still kicking. It's still oh, I, have to, I have to watch this. But then again, <laughs> I had no idea about the, I didn't I know about this because I just assumed MTV was still only doing um, trash reality TV. So I had no idea anything music related potentially was even back. Is it even not MTV or did someone else pick it up? Uh, you know what? I don't actually know if it's on MTV these days. Oh. Um, it's because, because I mean, for me, I, <laughs> there's a very small period of time when I was actually interested in Beavis and Butthead. So you'll have to forgive <laughs> me for that. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I, mean, I get it. I get completely. Yeah. And then I got my, my like with it too, was literally like a little bit at a friend's house. He had a video game uh, for Beavis and Butthead that we played. Uh, for those of you who are not really familiar with the property, these are just two, like completely um, slack off teenagers in high school uh, in the mm-hmm. early nineties with very, very low achieving. Like we're talking like D students on a good day um, sitting in the back of the class laughing and just literally watching MTV and trying to find ways to get laid. Yeah. And one of them was obsessed with nachos and pulling his shirt over his head and calling himself the great cornholio. I mean, and it's constant that's, that's, for TV. that's just how the nineties were, man. It's just a living time capsule. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yep. The whole thing. And yeah. I, I, that, that's really thing. That was the premise of the show is you would get like probably 15 minutes of actual like scripted content of like the characters are trying to do this, this episode. Mm-hmm. And then they would break in the middle of the episode to have the characters sitting down watching different music videos one of which, and this is actually, by the way, this is how I was introduced to the Scatman was through this show. Oh, because those two watched, uh, yeah, the Scatman came on for one of the things that they watched. 
And I remember like my friend like being like, this song is dumb. I'm like, I think this song is pretty great. <laughs> there was never a time where I thought that Scatman John wasn't brilliant, okay? No, I he mean, was incredible. And he, he overcame stuttering with the power of scat. I mean, yeah. seriously, it just doesn't get much better than that. No, rest in peace, by the story. way. Yeah, Scatman yeah. John. Rest in God, peace. Taken, taken far too soon. He Way actually died soon. in 99, dude. 1999 yeah. is when he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was and heart failure, wasn't it? I Honestly, Joe, it's been so traumatic. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, it's it's just it's too soon. It'll always be always too, too soon. soon. Always too soon. <laughs> but anyway, but, um, yeah. so Beavis and, Beavis and Butthead, I mean, like the names right there, like are instantly a, uh, a clue into like, this is going to be a crude TV show. And it was. It was pretty darn crude. Um, well, I mean, it was going to be crude. You got mm-hmm. two teenagers who literally have no parents. They just live by themselves. Yep. It's, it's amazing that they even <laughs> survive. Um, I mean, it, that's that's the part of the show that like no one ever questions. No yeah. one ever really talks about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they wouldn't even really address the, the parentage until uh, the Beavis and Butthead movie, uh, Beavis and Butthead, uh, what is it, uh, Do America? Yeah, Beavis and <laughs> like, Butthead Do America. <laughs> yeah, like that, that That was the only time we ever really saw their their dads, you know, mm-hmm. who just look like, you know, older, fatter, older, older versions of them. them. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, but, which I, I don't yeah. know. Did, did you see that movie in theaters when it was out? Oh, hell no, dude. It was 96. There's yeah. no way I was getting into that theater. I got into that theater because oh, I remember wow. uh, the friend who's, again, his parents didn't care what the hell he watched. Um, oh, wow. Like he took us to, like his dad took us to the movie and said, hey, these are my sons. They, they want to go see this movie and I don't care. And they're like, yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> like you're their dad. So it's totally okay. <laughs> dude, I, I remember they're like, are you going with him? He's like, no, I'm not going to watch that crap. They can go see it. <laughs> so we just got to go see this movie by ourselves. His dad just did did whatever he wanted to. Went off and did dude. something uh, while we watched Beavis and Bud do America. That is that is brilliant. Yeah, there's no way that uh, you know, good old 1996 version of Mark, whose you know parents were. <laughs> You know, in the military, would never let me get away with something like that. But, um, yeah. but still, I mean, the, the the movie actually wasn't that bad. The Beavis and Butthead no, movie, it was fun. Um, and even then, like, it was it was fun. And then, like, I by I guess with bad, I didn't know if you meant like inappropriate or just like you know not well made movie. But like, it, I don't think it was either. I don't remember it being that horrible. I mean, it's I mean, just the the premise of it. Uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead get roped into this murder for hire plot mm-hmm. and they only do it because the guy asked them to do his wife and they think have sex with her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So just to tell you who these characters were, um, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, you know, Mike judge, uh, he always, he's always going to be associated with comedy, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and what was really odd about the, the early projects, you know, like Beavis and Butthead, for example, they, they actually got started just kind of like how, South Park did with just this animated short where yeah. you know the characters of Beavis and Butthead are playing baseball with a frog. I'm I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, and yeah, uh, clearly we were we were a different nation back yeah. in 1991. You know, <laughs> would not would not get a second look today, let alone yeah, sure. Let's just go ahead and give him a slot. It'll be fine. Let's just see what happens. I mean, yeah. I, I'm honestly still shocked with how like the early 90s was dominated by. Um, you know, like violence and video games kind mm-hmm. of, you know, being totally in the forefront. I mean, Beavis and Butthead, don't get me wrong. They would totally get roped into this and, oh, yeah. you know, political figures would get all butthurt about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, really, dude, I, I never, 
really saw this as a property that I had to watch, even, even though everybody was trying to keep me from it. Like mm-hmm. usually that would, you know, that would have that pushing effect when people oh, yeah. to pull you away. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't so much happen there. I mean, honestly, um, with Beavis and Butthead, I was kind of enamored with like Rocco's modern life being as fucked up uh, as it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's one. Attention. Yeah. Cause Rocco's modern life, like that's not at a glance, it's not fucked up. And it's like, Oh, this is a cute cartoon. But when you really look at like the, you know, the things you're dealing with, like, yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty adult <laughs> stuff here <laughs> that, that Nickelodeon's roped into Rocco's modern life. And that was never the issue with Beavis and Butthead. You knew it was a, oh, a, yeah. a it very was, adult program. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> adult, beginning. crude, toilet humor from the beginning. And it got a spinoff, too. It got a spinoff series with Daria. Yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed Daria uh, because it felt like a smarter show, despite her mm-hmm. being surrounded by a bunch of idiots, yeah. you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with Mike Judge, what's really important here was that even though Beavis and Butthead would be, you know, what his name became known for yeah it really was these uh, these like smaller films that helped bring him to prominence which obviously we're going to be covering 2006's idiocracy this week Mm -hmm. but what i thought was hilarious was how you know office space you know which he took a a slight break you know from writing for the the cartoons here to make dominates pop culture even now yeah like this is definitely like when you think of like cult classic films like Office Space is up there for one of the tops. And it was one that underperformed at the box office. But then like people saw it um, after the fact and with DVD and like on DVD. And they just like this, this is brilliant. Like this is exactly what's wrong with, with America and getting stuck in these, not even like middle management, but they just these, these garbage trash jobs and you're sucked into it. And it seems like there's no real escaping it. And Office Space just did that perfectly like you had middle management just filled with jerks although i feel like one jerk um uh and then you had weird corporate guys who were trying to be like lovable even though they were there to basically lay people off Mm -hmm. then you just had like the rest of your office members of people just trying to get through things just like you and then i don't know um that one guy who always loses a stapler whose name is, is, that, oh, is yeah. Melvin? Milton. Milton, Milton that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> that poor guy who's who's apparently let go several years ago, but due to an error in payroll, kept getting a paycheck, so he just kept showing up for work. Yeah, it'll just, it'll just work itself out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just won't pay him and you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> and and that's what I think is funny. Whenever you look at, at office space, like when people write the review for it or they you look like a Wikipedia page for mm-hmm. it. Um, they always say that it's it's a satire of the work life, you know, of a of a uh, you know like a, a, a mid '90s company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's that's not a satire no. of a specific time period. That is still true even today. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. No matter what company you work for, if you're in an office environment, uh, you're going to run into almost every person you see in these movies or in this movie rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, I think it's interesting with Mike judge was that, you know, th- this, this movie is kind of peering into his soul into, into a way, because he wasn't, uh, like a cartoonist by trade, no. you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a, a, a film writer by trade, you know, a director, none of that stuff. He, he did, the guy went to school, I'm pretty sure for mechanical engineering, um, or, you know, some type of engineering degree. And so that's what he started doing after college. 
Like he wasn't doing anything um, in, in Hollywood. So, so basically, yeah, this dude did the nine to five thing for a while. He got really bored with it. Like the guy's really smart. Like he Mm -hmm. got, he got so bored with mechanical engineering and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try something else. So I'm happy he got to the point, but that's kind of what we're benefiting yeah. from the fact that his life sucks so bad. He decided to do something different. We did. Yeah, he really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and oddly enough, dude, uh, office space would actually be based on uh, my judges, like cartoon series called Milton. Um, and it was like the first time he actually got into any kind of live action production. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it was it's funny that this dude's got like so many iconic like characters who are just in his head <laughs> and, and he just comes up with them he just yeah. keeps putting them on the screen now you already mentioned that the box office performance is already you know mm-hmm. less than stellar um except in the case of Beavis and Budhead but everything yeah. else he's put out there i mean we're not talking you know major ticket sales it's always getting bought back on dvd sales video mm-hmm. on demand and but which people is find him yeah, yeah, which is so interesting because again, like he's a smart guy. His his comedy is great. It's just for some reason, I like why do you think this happens? Is it because like he'll put out like an actual movie? I mean, obviously, we get into why like idiocracy was doomed to not do well um in in, in our later episode this week. But like office space, like you would think like Mike Judge, it's a recognizable name. Why didn't why didn't we get people like in the seats for this one? Was it because like basically at this point his his name seemingly was doomed and attached to beavis and butthead that like maybe the non-teenage audience just didn't buy into it like what what happened there no honestly dude i I would i would try not to think about it in terms of um why like like the the films are obviously great right people Mm -hmm. love them now people have have found them they're they all have a cult following they've they've more than made their money back at this stage um, honestly, I, I try to think of society in different ways. Like, like I, it's, it's not fair to try to think of today's world mm-hmm. and, and like going like, you know, people watch a ton of movies, right? Like there, this thing should have been popular. Um, back then, dude, like this, this was before, you know, social media, this was before you know, smartphones. Um, and Unfortunately, Mike Judge would be ponied up with you know 20th Century Fox for a lot of these live action films. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, Joe, you and I have already covered what Fox likes to do in yeah. in multiple different episodes, different properties. They just are really good at fucking things up, and yeah, mm-hmm. and so I, I think it was a combination of those things. Like for one, if you didn't know about Office Space and you heard nothing about it, I mean these are small like gorilla style films you know mm-hmm. they're, they're they're word of mouth and unless you yeah unless you were lucky to see an advertisement which based on what fox does with the advertisements they, they, <laughs> they, they may not even get the audience they're looking for right yeah this could have been fox's twisted new movie um oh god <laughs> oh yes oh my god yes. yeah yeah, and that's, that yeah. brings up a point. Yeah, like I don't remember any advertising for Office Space. I just don't. I couldn't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I couldn't. I mean, it, 
that that could be like we could probably spend a month of just podcasts on how Fox fucks things up. <laughs> oh he, my god! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Fox fucks things up so much, man. They um, really do. Mm-hmm. But but ultimately, though, here here's what I think is important. Like, I'm not going to say that uh, Mike Judge is like the Christopher Nolan of of comedy because you know, like Christopher Nolan, you, you ba- he makes like a big Hollywood film, and then mm-hmm. they they make like a, a a multi you know, movie deal with him. And then he comes back and gives you inception, you know, after doing the dark Knight, Right. Yeah. Um, in the case of Mike judge, like this dude is writing, you know, toilet humor for the most part. And he takes a break and he comes back with office space. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, you know, he takes a break, he comes back with idiocracy. Um, and then he would do it. He'd take another break and he'd come back with uh, extract, which was um, mm-hmm. another, that's one of the, like the lesser known, Mike Judge films that came out in 2009. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's it's actually um for for his style of storytelling, you know, like mm-hmm. in in Office Space there's always that air of, you know, the, the comedy never really left the room in Office yeah. Space, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first time you watch it it might seem really dry, but but the more times you watch it like there there's constantly something going on you can pick out. Um Idiocracy is a film meant to be laughed at, right? Mm-hmm. We get at that. Yep. Um, whereas extract is, it, it's it's more about an analysis of relationships and how the main character navigates them. Um, so he's actually the main character is like played by Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he play, he plays the standard, you know, Michael Bluth role in this movie uh, from Arrest Development. Like he he's typecast a lot. Um, either way, though, um, extract would be like much more like i said a relationship analysis there's some drama in this movie it's still very funny don't get me wrong um but it's probably the most serious work that mike judge did um you know outside of his uh beavis and butthead and Mm -hmm. and uh king of the hill you know writing um but yeah yeah the guy just i i don't know how he does it (laughs) like i i mean he also gave us silicon valley what that was judge yeah, Mike Judge. Wow. Yeah, the, the, okay. The, the dude wrote for Silicon Valley, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Maybe he. Maybe Seriously. that. Maybe that's the problem. Like, maybe like, well, I mean, we can p- pin stuff on Fox all day because it re- likely is their fault. But maybe people just don't know where to come at for advertising guy. He's like, yeah, he's in Office Space. He's done Beavis and Butthead. He's done Extract. He's done um, um, what you just told me about Silicon Valley. And we're like, we don't know what the fuck he's going to do next. Who knows what's going to go on? <laughs> we don't know how to advertise for him. Seriously, the, the guy, like, he, he takes a break, mm-hmm. collects himself, and he comes back with something fantastic. Uh, yeah. There's another uh, animated documentary that he came out with called um, Tales from the Tour Bus. Mm-hmm. And this would, so Silicon Valley would, oddly enough, premiere on HBO. Uh, Tales from the Tour Bus would premiere on Cinemax. And it's it's to this day like the only animated series that was ever on Cinemax. Um, so, <laughs> so, so this yeah. is a, this is a this is sounding like a bad thing potentially. <laughs> like no, it is totally not. Ah, so okay, this, yeah, 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 dude. This so the whole series was um, it, it was basically supposed to be like a, a history of musicians, mm-hmm. and so each each season of the show is designed to represent like genres and um and and basically like 
take a like a history of these performers and just put it in animated form. And so they're telling history through through animation and um it was also gonna be like uh oh let me think here. I'm trying to think of what the actual like presentation format is. Um I think it's uh in like uh oh god, why am I gonna forget this? Um <laughs> it's rotoscope. It's called rotoscope. Okay. okay? So it's an anima- an animation um like animators will actually trace over uh, actual like like picture footage. Mm-hmm. And you, you've you've probably seen it before. If not, I'll I'll send it to you later. <laughs> I mean, I'll appreciate the, the refresh there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just an older form of of animation, right? Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So either way, it, you, you've you've easily seen rotoscope before. Um. You just don't ever hear about it. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, yeah, dude. So this this show though would be like once again, it's got critical acclaim. People love it. They thought it was great. And it's essentially like a you know Mike Judge side project. Um, oh. So yeah, dude. Seriously, the guy has been brilliant for you know a very long period of time. I mean, yeah. shit. He's God. I think he's like as old as I want to say at least my parents. <laughs> I mean, makes sense to me. Like, I mean, look at King of the Hill, and that why like this guy nails like middle class, um, like what baby boomer, baby boomer, like life in Texas. Yeah. Like yeah, that show is just brilliantly beautiful. Hank Hill is so like my dad, but in Texas, it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> just everything about him just screams my dad. And I absolutely love King of the Hill. And I wish, I so wish that a grandfather who was like the grand with uh, like the grandpa and King of the Hill. I'm, 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 I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. It's, it's something simple. Oh, like when he you you wish your grandpa would have had his shin shut off in Vietnam and they just attached his feet to the knees. <laughs> yes. Oh, Cotton. That was his name. Cotton. Cotton. Um, Cotton yeah. I wish I had a grandpa like Cotton, who just everything he's blaming on the Nazis as he's walking around. Uh- <laughs> Dude, uh, so that that's what I thought was really cool about Mike Judge, though, is that like yes, he represents like you know middle America really well and. And the contrast between normalcy and these like larger than life characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the dude was actually born in Ecuador, oh. uh, believe it or not. All right. Yeah. So so he's born in Ecuador. He I know he was spent time in like New Mexico, um, and then eventually he'd make his way to um, to California for like college. I think he went to mm-hmm. um, uh, I think he just went to uh, Cal University of California. Okay. Um, and uh, and then obviously the connections to Austin, Texas, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. you know filming stuff for for Idiocracy there. But but yeah, dude, guy has a the kind of life that you know. Honestly, I I think I see a lot of myself in because you know I moved around a lot as a kid too, and mm-hmm. so you, you tend to see these snapshots of society no matter where you go, and they're they're very similar. <laughs> we just <laughs> we just don't realize it because we don't get off the couch right mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah so seriously like my judge just fucking brilliant and i, I mean, honestly I, I yeah yeah go ahead. i say he's he's permanently changed the way i think of the question of what i would do with a million dollars um oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the same time man. <laughs> <laughs> which um I don't know. Like I always test the waters in new friend groups. So I remember doing that with like a new group of friends when I was going to college in uh, UW Baraboo. And I had mm-hmm. like, a, like a group of friends that we, we, had a, I had a, we took a chemistry class together and someone brought that up. And that was my immediate answer. 
and it like like the like when I said it, it just like completely like shot the air completely out of the room. Everyone just got like really quiet, and they were like, "What the fuck? Why would this guy say that?" And I was like, "No one's seen Office Space." <sighs> like like no, I'm like, oh god, I was quoting a movie. I'm not actually <laughs> that depraved. Um, and then immediately they started laughing. Out to this day, they probably haven't seen Office Space. I hope they have. Well, but honestly, Joe, that's that's the same thing that we were talking about just a little bit ago here. Like, mm-hmm. even though you know we, we were getting more technology, it was easier to spread the word about some of these things. Um, that was really the barrier between, like, the, 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 what you the scenario you just mentioned, the the issues that I ran into growing up because I got my hands on all these movies. You know, like I, I would seek these things out. Like they didn't have um, like a major theatrical release or mm-hmm. whatever. Like whenever I would watch uh, like a cartoon, like Beavis and Butthead, I'd want to find out who made these things because they're probably doing other things too, yeah. right? And you want to see more. Um, you need more. Yeah. Well, and I guess, I'll, you know what, fuck it. I'll just call Mike Judge the Christopher Nolan of, of, of comedy here because because <laughs> seriously, that's what I did with Christopher Nolan, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I saw Memento um, a few years later, you know, I would uh, hear about the prestige, but not actually get to see it. And so it was the same idea. Every time a few years would pass and I would watch another Mike Judge property again, I'd go, what else is he do- doing since then? Mm-hmm. And, and dude, he keeps delivering these gems over and over and over. They don't perform financially well, but <laughs> they're all, they're all great. <laughs> so well, um, I'm sure that uh, Mike Judge would appreciate being called the Christopher Nolan of his t- of, uh, <laughs> of of animation. Yeah, let's get him on. You know, I, I I hope that somehow, some way, he hears the show and he's like, you know what, <laughs> those guys gave me a compliment. I'll I'll give them five minutes of my time, and we'll be like, fuck it. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll jumble over our words for five minutes while you say yes. Okay, thank you for having me. I've, I'm Mike Judge, and then. And then go away, um, <laughs> because you're, could, you're yeah. sad. You've wasted these five minutes with these two. I, I could personally think of worse ways to go out, but hey, <laughs> but you know what? Long story short, let, let's just tip our hat to Mike Judge because if you only knew him for Beavis and Butthead, uh, you've missed out. You mm-hmm. just have. I mean, watch some of his other shit. He'll appreciate it. We will too. Yeah, and that's kind of what we do here, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, uh, just making you um, get nostalgic for the things that aren't even all that old or are older than you realize because you're older than you know. And that's just kind of how sad our lives have become. God, we're so fucking old, Joe. Yeah, what was it that I saw that um, uh, I think I saw a great meme the other day with uh, uh, Marty McFly going back in time from 85 to 55 is basically the same as us going back to 1990 now. Why do you do that? And it hurts. It hurts. I mean, it's because I hurt on the inside and now you do. And therefore, everyone who listens to us, all five of them are going to hurt now. (laughs) I'm bringing you all down with me. If you do go back in time, a la, you know, Back to the Future, Joe, and you end up in 1991, just wait two more years and you'll be there for the beginning of Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) That's that's the best way to end this one. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) 